Welcome to the Sobriety Diaries, friends. My name is Nate. I am a grateful recovering alcoholic and sober coach. My addiction has shaped the person I am today and given me the ability and voice to help others, and I simply wouldn't be here without it. Recovery is possible. The Sobriety Diaries is a video podcast where we share powerful stories of recovery told by those who live them. Head on over to thesobrietydiaries.com where you can apply to be a guest on the show and join our insiders list for exclusive content, early release episodes, and much more. Also, please share this podcast with just one person in your life who may still be struggling. You just never know what they may need to hear today. Also, before we jump into things today, I wanted to take a minute to thank Exact Nature for sponsoring today's show. Founded by a father and son in addiction recovery, Exact Nature's all-natural CBD products are specifically formulated to help you face the challenges of recovery, be it anxiety, cravings, or even improving sleep. I absolutely love the Serenity Oil, and Exact Nature has even helped me kick the nicotine habit, which I am happy to say, now I am over two months nicotine-free. As a listener of the Sobriety Diaries, use the code TSD20 at exactnature.com for 20% off of your order. Again, use the code TSD20 at checkout. Happy Sober Day, friends. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode and spending part of your day with me here on the Sobriety Diaries. Today is the continuation of my chat with Abby Jean. So let's open the diary on part two of Abby Jean. You didn't do an additional like detox or rehab. You just... No. Stopped the second time. But I should have. Yeah. I should have for sure. That night was um, probably Scary. the scariest. Very. I remember laying in bed because, you know, like after I had decided like, okay, I'm going to go to AA. I was like, well, you can't go to AA drunk. <laughs> so, which... Yeah. <laughs> no, I've heard that that's a thing too. Of I course. could have gone there and just I've been like, been I need help. Yes. But so I tried to detox, which I always preface this with, this is extremely dangerous. It should not have, I should have 1000% gotten medical attention. I am very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky that I lived through this. Um, but I remember laying on my bed and... It had been about, I want to say, 12 hours since I had drank. And so now it was when the alcohol was finally coming out of my system. Um, and I first started profusely sweating, profusely sweating. And I'm not a very sweaty person yeah. to begin with. And then my vision started going. And I remember laying in bed and my vision would go and come back and go and come back. And I, it was, it's a weird thing to experience. I like, I kept almost feeling my body go into seizure almost. Mm. And then it would, it would subside and then it would happen again. 
And so I put my phone on the bedside table and I dialed 911. And I closed my eyes. And I think in that moment, I really, I was like, whatever happens, happens. And I thought, you know, if any, I don't know what my plan was to call the ambulance. I, I don't know. Um, but I went through this cycle for approximately 48 hours of being in my room, vomiting, shaking, going to the bathroom, vomiting more, shaking, lying on the ground, sweating for two days. Was anyone with you? Um, not specifically. I Drinking the way that I did, I was secluded in my bedroom a lot anyway. Yeah. I wasn't a social drinker. I drank by myself in my room. Same. Um, so I don't think me being in my room alarmed my mom. Yeah. Um, I thank God every day that nothing happened to me because uh, that would have just been terrible. But I started to feel a little bit better and I got dressed and I took a shower and I got in my car and I immediately drove to where I used to go to AA and I just walked in and I remember, you know, that feeling like you think everybody's looking, <laughs> looking yes. directly at you. Yes. And I just kind of wandered in and I found a group of women who were standing in the corner and I just, well, I was sobbing and I was like, hi, I'm Abby Jean and I, I need help. I need help. And they were like, well, all right, sit down. And You're in the I introduced right myself. Yeah, I was in the right spot. And I remember them asking me to introduce myself. And for the first time, I said, hi, my name is Abby Jean, and I'm an alcoholic. Oh, that makes me emotional. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh, dear. Because <laughs> um, I say that all the time now. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you say that proudly a lot now. I do. Yeah. And um, I remember immediately feeling better that I had said it out loud. And um, I was in a place where people were ready and willing to help me. Ooh, emotions. That was interesting. Mm. I say that all the time now. You do. But the first time, woo, this was, it was such a relief. There's something like so powerful and a miracle that you laid there for 48 hours and were motivated to get up and shower and drive directly to an AA meeting like that. Yeah. Pull of just not wanting to, to live like that anymore. And like the desperation I think was powerful enough to like pull you through that. Yeah. A thousand percent. I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's right. And the desperation, it did. 
it drove me it drove me to where I needed to be. So after that first meeting, did you do all the things? Did you get a sponsor? Did you continue going to meetings or did you find sort of your own path of recovery? So I I was sober for I I I did 90 and 90. I um I really dove into AA uh head first because I also think I don't know. I think it's very different everywhere where you live. Yeah. I feel as though I got extremely lucky. Like the meetings here are huge and um all different ages of people. So I loved it in the beginning. I did my 90 and 90. I was doing all my things. I was raising my little hand and sharing (laughs) and everyone, you know, they were like, Abby Jean, the, you know, she's so stuck in her pink cloud. I was the girl stuck in the pink cloud. And I kept telling them, I'm like, I'm not in the pink cloud. This is just how I am. I am just happy to be alive and well. (laughs) And then, um, I got a sponsor when I was eight months. Yeah. Eight months sober. Um, and worked steps with her and, um, and then there was a time when it, it kind of, it like started to fizzle out. I don't know. It got a little bit repetitive for me. Yeah. And as I, I grew as this sober person, some of the, um, it was just the same Mm -hmm. and I wanted to find, and I was always constantly reaching for something else. Um, that's when I started listening to podcasts and reading books and, um, just looking into alcoholism and alcohol and all of this stuff that's going on in our country with, alcohol. It's crazy. It's everywhere. Um, so I, you know, and then I started sharing my story on social media, which has been really incredible. And I started going to meetings less. And then now I don't really attend meetings at all. Um, I am incredibly thankful and grateful for Alcoholics Anonymous Um, but I'm so loving my new kind of sobriety work. Yeah. And I think that's really, I think it's okay. (laughs) I do too. You have to give it away to keep it as well and help other Mm -hmm. people. So that's like super fulfilling, but also like those who are, you know, have more time under their belt or are willing to like help me as well. So yeah, I think it's just like, I've, I've moved on a little bit from it. And I also think something that was super important to me was to find a group of people in my generation. Yes. Because don't get me wrong. I love me an old timer. Yes. I love them. They're full of wisdom. I really do. But I wanted to find a community where I could simply just be me yep. and they know what I've been through. They can relate to how I feel and 
we can just essentially be regular and have something in common. That has since translated into 150,000 TikTok followers. I hit 150,000 this morning. Oh, was it this morning? I was watching. Yeah. That is like, what is it with today? <laughs> I can't even. It's our magical day. So how did, how did that happen? Or like, what was? It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. I got TikTok, I think around the time where everyone kind of got TikTok. Yeah. Now it's like years ago. I don't right. know. How long have we done been doing this for? <laughs> um, Probably like three years. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like a little bit before the pandemic. Right. You know, I was watching TikToks and I would post little trending things with Bubby or. Yeah. And I posted the the first time I ever posted on social media about being sober was on Facebook and I was a year sober. And the, the response that I got from that was wild, wild to me. People coming out of the woodworks yeah. from my past wanting mm. to know, see, like, how did you do it? Tell us the secrets. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like there's all these people who were like me, like hiding in secrecy and they yeah. need that they need their Santa. Right. Yes. And I was like, I'm going to be the Santa. I'm just going to talk about it casually and openly. So I started doing that. And then when TikTok, well, yeah, when TikTok came around, I think I posted, I was like 500 days sober and it was like to an Usher song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. I, and I posted it and I got like a couple followers from it. And I was like, oh my gosh, cool. Sober yeah. people. Yeah. I know they're sober people. <laughs> and so, you know, I started doing all the other funny, trendy things. Yeah. And then I had a video about my not being able to use my Apple watch, got a million views. It was my first video to get a million views. Mm. And I was like, that's weird. Like everyone, everyone can relate to me about not being able to use their Apple watch. Yeah. So then I had it in my mind about like, if you talk about things that are relatable, then you can kind of get your group of people. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what else, you know? And then at the time there was this trending thing going around about girls talking about X, Y, and Z that it takes to keep up. And it was nails and hair and Botox and lip filler and all this stuff. So I made a joking version of that. (laughs) which I don't even want to make myself the hemorrhoid girl again, but it was part of the story. (laughs) Um, I made a joke about hemorrhoids and using cabbage to get rid of them. And my comment section was like, tell us now, how do you do, what cabbage brand do you get? And I was like, (laughs) what is going on? You know, this idea of like supply and demand, they wanted to know what brand of cabbage I use. And I was like, this is crazy. Hilarious. And so I had gotten 10 or 15,000 followers based off just being like a relatable 30 year old girl. Yeah. And then um, from all of that, you know, just more jokes. I I have this essential storyline that I keep going back to so that my followers who've been following me from the beginning always have like, we always have like our, 
our first secrets that we had yes. together. So I, yes. I always try to pull those in. And, um, and then I posted something about like, I, I had in my mind that they already knew that I was sober. Mm. So I posted something and it had nothing to do with sobriety, but the comment section was filled with comments, whether it be, they went back and saw my previous video about being sober, Mm. but it basically just asked for a quick little synopsis of my story. So that day I had gotten out of the pool. I came inside and I did, it was before three minute videos. So I made three, one minute videos of my story. Boom, boom, boom. I uploaded them all together and went and had dinner did my regular night stuff, went to bed. And when I woke up, it had 412,000 views. And I was like, oh. Excuse me? Oh, whoa, okay. Well, a lot of people know I'm sober now. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's kind of when my my following from people who are sober curious or other alcoholics or started to grow. And I was so excited Yeah, because that's what I wanted. This is right. what I've been looking for. And it was all different age groups, um, you know, and we just started these conversations and relating to one another. And I remember one night I was on a live and, um, someone, we were talking about something and I was getting a little bit emotional as I do sometimes. And all of the sudden people came into the live and just started introducing themselves. Hi, my name is so-and-so I'm an alcoholic. Hi, my name is Mm -hmm. so-and-so I'm an alcoholic. And it was a flood of it. Wow. And I just stood there in front of my screen, just crying people. I knew from my past people I've never met And it was so incredibly powerful. And I was like, we really have something here. This community is so loving and caring for one another. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, you know, I, I have to keep, have to keep sharing because whether, you know, some one of your followers hears my story and they can relate to it or one of my followers hears your story and they can relate to it with this community we can all connect and we can find our people and it's just so lovely to find a group of people who you can really connect with and share your life with Mm. so um i you know i continue to share my story on my tiktok alongside all of my regular (laughs) 30 year old girl stuff. You know, (laughs) I just wanted to keep it fun. And, you know, we got a motherfucking new nows. We have the the Friday adult song. We have, you know, Bubby and we have honey Mm. and we're just, I'm having such a blast. So I feel really, I feel really blessed. I do. I love it. As alcoholics, we typically, you know, use alcohol as our only coping mechanism or to deal with life. What are some new coping skills that you have in sobriety? I love this question because this is a very new discovery of mine. Um, 
so I recently reread Quit Like a Woman mm. um, by Holly Whitaker. Yeah. I want to say her last name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had read it about a year into sobriety and I, I don't know if my eyes were closed, my ears were closed, but I didn't take much from it. And then the second time she talks about um, ways that she copes with anxiety and stress. And, and I remember listening and I'm like, that's crazy. And she said, (laughs) you know, she like wakes up, she meditates, she has, you know, her lemon water or her what have you. And then she dances around her house. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know if that really works. (laughs) So I am, I wake up, I usually, instead of meditating, I like to read, I read two sobriety things and one funny thing. Hmm. I like to start off on a funny foot, but, um, and then I drink turmeric water. I'm a turmeric (laughs) water drinker now. No big deal. (laughs) It's good for your body's inflammation. Got it. And, um, so you just, what, like ground turmeric? I get ground turmeric and I put it in hot water with some lemon. Oh. And I also have like liquid turmeric that you can put in stuff or just drink it. Cool. But turmeric is like the best. But then I've started to blast music and dance around my house alone. And you would be shocked as to how amazing you feel after that. Done. I'm doing like, no, it's I, I'm going to go ahead and put the life changing stamp on it. I'm doing it. I like the fact that I have not up until this point is crazy to me. No, I feel the same way because I feel as though I am a bottle of anxiety 24 mm-hmm. seven and I was just waiting for myself to explode. Yeah. And the way you wiggle it out is to literally wiggle it out. Yes. Wiggle and it. then, and then even last night, honey and I have been, doing a lot lately like we've had a lot of family stuff and I've been doing a lot of social media stuff and we were driving home last night from his uh, mom's house because it was his sister's birthday and we've just been like filled to the brim with anxiety and he would never use that word but I know I mean he's like you're like wound up tight we're, we're just wound up and you know we've just been going 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 and he put on in our, in the car like EDM. Yeah. And we both didn't even speak. Like there was no <laughs> like, okay, we're going to listen to EDM and jam out. And all of a sudden, like the windows were down, the EDM was playing and we were like in Damn, the zone. I love it. And we I got home and we just were like, ah, oh, we felt so great. Wasn't that invigorating? <laughs> And it really, I really feel, I do. I feel like it just, you got to get your body moving. You got to have some nice warm, even if it's just lemon water, read something really juicy and good first thing in the morning Mm. and wiggle it out, man. Get your blood pumping. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Get your blood pumping. Yeah. 
Because I have, I try to do yoga, but mm-hmm. it's it's boring sometimes, and yeah. I it, I get like stretched out, and I feel like in my body like better, but yeah. it is not like that blood pumping, like oh feeling. So I'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be jamming from now on. Yeah, that's how I <laughs> de-stress <Yeah>. dancing. <laughs> Dance aroma, dance party, dance aroma. And reading. I do a lot of reading and listening about sobriety and life too. Yeah, it's not just all about not drinking at this point. It's about exactly life. How do we live a better life? How do I continue to evolve and be a better person? Right? Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm interested in um yeah, learning continuing to learn life skills too, not just sober things. Do you ever think about the people who, like normies, mm-hmm. who like don't, they've never had a program or worked a pro- how do they live? How do they live? How? They have no I tools. They have no tools, right? <laughs> That's, I think, what is a big problem with society yes. today and the world that we live in is... yes you know, a lot of the tools that we learn in the program are designed to help other people mm-hmm. and like put the focus on other people and not always just like me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is one thing that's wrong with, with people yes. who are just focused on themselves and not interested in helping other people in the least bit. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Imagine like- if everyone worked in uh program a 12 I know. program <laughs> I think about this once every 24 hours same At once a minimum, day I'm like minimum it should be like eighth grade 12 Requ- steps required ninth grade yeah required learning. and then again yes it's just outrageous. oh I know and that's why I just so love like when people think like say or I say like oh I love like my sober community they think like oh she just likes to be around people no yeah because the people in the sober community who have done this war this life work are lovely magical people right that's why I like it (laughs) it has nothing to do really with not drinking at this point no it really doesn't I know and, and people don't get that either I get that question constantly. Mm-hmm. How do you not drink alcohol? How do you, uh, the, just the, the temptation all the time. I'm like, no, it has nothing to do with. I'm so far past that. Ooh. It doesn't even, yeah. Phase me no. anymore. Yeah. I'm like, it's just so much bigger now. Yeah. What do you hope that people take away from hearing you today on the podcast? I hope that people take away it's okay. It's okay to be an alcoholic. It's okay to talk about your story and your journey because I have to take a minute. Yeah. It's an important one. I know. I actually have a good story. I don't know if we should share it, but something happened the other day. Okay. And this is what, this is making me think about it. Okay. I was at work and an old timer from where I used to go to AA 
drove to my work to tell me, well, first he asked me if anybody has spoken to me about sharing my alcoholism on the internet. Hmm. And I said, no. And he then reminded me that it is an anonymous program and I shouldn't be sharing my life, my sobriety life on social media. Wow. I was heartbroken in the moment. Yes. And it was awful. So I want people to know that it is okay to talk about your sobriety. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, it's your story. So if you want to share it to help somebody else, you absolutely can. And I support you. But don't let anybody dim your light ever because your story is important and your story is powerful. And there's a huge community of people that are here for you and we're willing to listen and help. Don't ever let anybody tell you that it's not okay to share your story because it is, and it's beautiful. Abby Jean, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. You're beautiful inside and out. And I am so glad that we connected. And uh, I, I truly mean that. And I look forward to um, continuing our, our story and our journey together. Me too. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening today, friends. Make sure you check the show notes for all the information that we discussed in today's episode. Hopefully you heard something that resonates with you. And if we help just one person, our job is done. You can find all things podcast related and subscribe to our show at the sobrietydiaries.com, youtube.com slash Nate Kelly, where we upload today's video podcast and on Instagram at the Sobriety Diaries pod. Check back soon for new episodes with new stories to tell. But until then, try your best not to drink and be good to yourself. Bye, friends.